Hello there and welcome to season two of the MedTime Stories podcast. My name is Ashwin Sharma. I'm Tom Thorne. And we're both final year medical students at the University of Birmingham. This podcast is about our life at medical school, what we get up to in and around the edges and what we're looking forward to about our future careers. Whatever platform you're listening to us on, please subscribe and leave us a rating. So a little bit uh, different to our last episode here is an update on the strikes and uh, it's good that we're recording this on a Saturday, not when we recorded it exactly with our Deanery Days episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we were about to record it a couple of days ago and then we just decided not to that day and then I just remember, I was at placement, was that placement? I was at home and then I looked at my phone, yeah, I was at placement, I looked at my phone, it was just like junior doctors, um, sort of. Another strike on, I think it's the 11th of April for four days. I was just thinking, I was like, wow. First of all, my first thought was, wow, like I did not expect that. Second was, oh good, it's going to be good we didn't record um, <laughs> two days ago. Those we'd have to put one of those disclaimers in where we're just like, this was recorded before uh, the new strikes were announced. So um, yeah, yeah, big, big news. Yeah, so we've had a really positive reception to our last episode. Loads of people listening to try and get an update or try and get an idea of why the strikes are happening and not just for it um, being about pay restoration, but about measures to stop a similar thing happening again and also to have an independent body to check on pay. Um, but yeah, we, rec- we recorded our last episode before the strikes and uh, simply the strikes did go ahead didn't they, on the 13th, 14th and 15th of March. And they lasted for 72 hours and they, they did have quite a big impact, mm, do you think? Mm. I think. I was on placement and I was trying to go to clinics and a lot of people were saying that clinics were cancelled because oh, really? they were having to be doctors rostered onto the wards. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had like scheduled teaching and stuff with consultants and that was all cancelled. I did not go into placement those days. I wasn't feeling too well those days, so um, I did not go in. Um, but I think... Uh, you know those who did were told not to like act outside their competency uh and they could like clearly tell like there was a massive <laughs> you know lack of doctors within yeah. the hospital yeah, so yeah. um yeah so and then i and i know be, there's been sort of articles and stuff about how the impact of that has been and which we'll probably come on to uh, how the media of uh the media's role in all this and how they portrayed portrayed all these strikes um but yeah, it's it's now it was, that was crazy, and now there's a 96-hour walkout on starting on the 11th of April, 11th to the 14th of April. Yeah, I think a big thing about this is now that it's going to be a 96-hour walkout, mm. not another 72-hour walkout, is we might get a bit kind of strike fatigue or attrition. And I think that the first strike, a lot of doctors are behind and stuff and can afford it and have been saving a bit. But when you've got a, a 94-four-day strike. Mm. It, it's often not going to be affordable for quite a lot of people. So I think there's a strike fund being set up in order to help support those who, who feel that they won't be able to strike. And and what it means is that, that with a strike that's that long, some some doctors may just may not join yeah. in the same way yeah. because it's longer and they feel as though their their pay is, is, is at that point, they, they need to earn some form of money even if it's not if it's not enough. So I've seen kind of, some a lot of people being really really behind it but i wouldn't be surprised if there's a small amount of of, of attrition i mm-hmm. think it's, it's fair enough yeah so once again this strike will impact junior doctors in the uh in england and it will be a strike whereby if you start your shift at seven o'clock or later on the 11th of april you shouldn't attend however any shift starting after 7 a.m on the 15th of april you should attend so essentially you shouldn't be working on the night the 14th to the 15th yeah. either if you're yeah. taking part in the strikes um and obviously the bma has a as a mandate for this because they balloted 
uh, in um, it was in February, wasn't it? Mm. And um, in January, and February, and what this means is they can strike for up to six months, or they can they can have um, they have to reballot after six months, don't they? Yeah. In order to see that there's still support behind that. Yeah. So, what were your thoughts on it? Well. I think first of all, it was. I think the. Re- I want to also talk about the reaction because I went home um, last weekend, and um, I remember my dad said to me, he was like, "Oh, um, the result of the strikes, like, have there not been? Has there not been an increase in five percent?" Um, and then I went to a party, and people were asking me about this. They knew they were going on, but I don't think they fully recognised the extent of what has happened and what the extent. They should of the have listened are. to our uh, episode. They should yeah. have listened to our episode. Once again, that was my first takeaway. They, yeah. they should listen to us. Um, but, but second of all, it's just despite all this and despite the disruption that's been caused i still feel as if on some level um through whatever reason maybe it's it's the media representation there hasn't been um as much coverage of the strikes and explanations to the public of why these strikes are happening um i, I feel like other strikes maybe like uh, which are more apparent which affect people more like the train strikes are something which people have more awareness of because people need to catch the train every day uh, yeah and i suppose yeah like you said with train strikes people often need to use the train every single day whereas with healthcare, hopefully people don't actually yeah. have to use healthcare. Mm. however you can definitely imagine the people who do have to use healthcare on a regular basis are going to have a far bigger impact than on those uh, of people who are kind of uh, getting the trains so i think for it maybe had a larger impact on a fewer number of people it wouldn't surprise me um but yeah, I, th- I think a big thing as well, which has come out of all of the strikes, is about uh, junior doctors actually trying to meet with Steve Barkley. Mm. And the uh, junior doctors Twitter, which is BMA underscore junior doctors, has, has been trying to highlight this, how they've, they've tried on numerous occasions to... Um, to meet up with uh, Steve Barkley. Yep, yep. So, I mean, they've, they've put it all on Twitter and um, I think they've been trying to get in contact with him for a while, saying that they've they've suggested some dates for him uh, to meet with him and I think he even agreed to meet one day and, and didn't. Uh, but they, I think they eventually did meet. Um, and But, you know, Steve Barkley is, is someone who has put some tweets out about the result of that meeting um, and basically I think just told i think he told said something along the lines of um that you know that they didn't they didn't agree or they he, he told the june doctors to reconsider um and then i think there was a whole page released a whole document released about how this nothing should be leaked to the media or anything so that all the talks should be uh, strictly confidential um and then i think there were some leaks on their side to the media and so this has all been um shown on twitter especially uh robert lawrenson on twitter um who is um part of the BMA and um, I think Vivek Trevedi as well is so another the one. the BMA Junior Doctors BMA, Committee co-chairs. Yeah, yeah the co-chairs, yeah. Um, and he's said that he's literally put a, a, a um, he's uploaded a letter saying that um, in response to, to Will Quince who is an MP and met and said that him and Steve Barkley met the Junior Doctors Committee yesterday um, and said that the Junior Doctors placed a precondition of a 35% pay rise uh, amongst other disp- expensive demands, which they said was not realistic. And then in response said that um, Robert Lawrenson says, this is not true. We set no preconditions, unlike you. Um, and then uploads a letter of the preconditions that have been set, which, which just sound like sort of house rules of, of no phones in the room and everything. But um, from what it seems like, the meeting that was had between the two parties wasn't as constructive. Yeah, so it's... It's come to light uh, about this and it, it's difficult to know exactly where 
the, the full truth lies. However, I mean, with Steve Barkley, it seems to be quite responsive uh, and kind of uh, reactive rather than proactive. Mm. A lot of these messages coming from his Twitter seem to be sent after there's some kind of announcement announcements by yeah. the BMA Junior Doctors Committee mm. or there's some evidence that comes to light about a meeting falling through mm. and he goes, oh, no, actually, we did meet and mm. whatever. And then what is quite entertaining is that on his um, on his Twitter, it will be inundated with people who are pro um, restoration, pointing, yep. being like, "Why are you not meeting us?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I saw a lot of Steve Barkley um, sort of chants and, and signs on the on the uh, strikes as well. <laughs> I'm not surprised. I think he's I think he's alienating the whole workforce by not even trying to not even kind of putting effort into me. From from what we're hearing from a, a wider number of people, yeah. But we don't know the full truth, so it's kind of for me that's more speculating. Yeah, but I mean, what what you said is true. Is it's, it seems more reactive? Like he's getting in contact like day before the strikes, asking to meet. Um, when that was ridiculous. Yeah. that was ridiculous because we obviously our strikes episode arrived a little bit before the strikes. Mm. But he essentially sent a message the Friday evening at ten o'clock in the evening mm. before the strikes are due to happen on a Monday. Which is essentially is trying to coerce people into cancelling the strikes yep. the day before, like uh, pretty much two days before they're happening, yep. uh, in order to meet and discuss pay, and is trying to kind of put a muzzle on people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just something, something more from uh, Emma Runswick on Twitter. Um, Emma Runs- Runswick is the uh, deputy chair of the BMA, um, and she also said that um, Barclay called pay restoration unrealistic and unreasonable. He refused to give us any offer, let alone anything credible. He says he wants to resolve the dispute, but his actions suggest otherwise. So it, it seems to be mixed messaging. One to in private once they're having these meetings, and one to public to sort of safe face a bit. Um, from what it seems like from the outside, um, what do you think? Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, like I said with uh, Steve Barkley, what he's doing there is then going, particularly with the offer on the Friday night, is yeah. if junior doctors then decline that and go ahead with the strikes, he goes, "Well, I did send them an offer." I, I or I did I did offer to start negotiations yeah, yeah, yeah. and they turned it down and you go well if you start the offer on Friday night and you're due to start the strikes on Monday mm. it's not really reasonable mm, is it mm-hmm. and then the junior doctors uh, committee uh, with Doctor Doctor Trevetti and Doctor Lawrenson <clears throat> have said uh, that this is is very clear and that it's a tactic used to. Kind of encourage the public to Stall, come against stalling the, tactic. It's a stalling tactic, but also to encourage the general public who aren't junior doctors to come against doctors and go, "Oh, why did you turn down negotiations?" Yep, and all of that, even though the offer was only there two, three days before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so then technically he'll say he's not lying, right? Like he's mm. saying, "Oh, yeah, I did offer a chance for negotiations," um, but if you offer at ten p.m. on a Friday, <laughs> it's a bit different when people have been pestering it's you ridiculous. Um, for so long. Um, Another point I've got written down here that I wanted to talk about is why did the strikes not receive the media coverage that other strikes did? So say trading strikes or nurses strikes. So I initially did not think of this until it was brought up because I think my social, I get most of my social media from Twitter and Instagram. And I think I live in a bit of a bubble because most people I follow on Twitter and Instagram are medics. So all I was seeing on my page was strikes, 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 strikes. Um, but then you went on to all the major news outlets and, and you really couldn't see anything. Like you couldn't see anything on, I think the main one was, was BBC News. I really couldn't see anything. And the first thing I saw from BBC News or one of the first things that was big news was about the 175, I don't know, thousand or um, surgeries that were 
cancelled or delayed um, or the delays that were in place because of the strikes. Um, 175,000 patient appointments and procedures that had to be cancelled, um, which was sort of six days ago. And uh, I was shocked, to be honest with you, shocked. Um, like I said, I from memory, I don't know if you, you can comment, I don't know uh, how, co- how much coverage there was of the train strikes, but I assume there was a lot more. Um, than than what this was because and like i said a lot of people i saw over the weekend last week when i went home um sort of regular news readers didn't really have much of an idea of 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 what was happening with the strikes what the whole point of it was um so yeah i I found that shocking um what do you think yeah i i agree I, i think that the media coverage that was received there was a there was one article by the bbc which um seem to say why are junior doctors asking for the biggest pay increase and well technically junior doctors are asking for pay restoration restoration that's the big they've thing. never yeah. asked for a pay increase they've asked for pay restoration on the background of a 26 percent pay cut you'd need a 35 percent rise in order to make it up to the level it was beforehand yeah um, and the article was saying about how much junior doctors earned and it just there was a graph in there that wasn't very accurate. A lot of the rhetoric in the forty thousand, I think I saw uh, yeah. as one figure, somewhere. just under forty thousand is 40, an F one, and yeah. actually the starting salary is uh, of an F one is is about thirty thousand. Yeah. It goes up two percent a year, uh, or it did until kind of uh, over the last few years, um, and you, people do earn bonuses for overtime that they work and for. Um, for nights that they work however there's no way so this this article was talking about had a lot of kind of pro government biases in particularly when the, the BBC is a, um, <laughs> a turning point has been subjects for not being uh, independent and mm. for being biased towards uh, the government yeah. in a lot of what it's yeah. saying and people were calling out this article publicly on Twitter and saying how um, this article was just uh, support for the government and yeah. didn't offer a balanced opinion. God. Yeah, right, right, right. I think there's two things, sides to this. I think one side is always oh, there is there a chance it could have got it wrong, uh, but that another side is that this information is so readily available. They're such a big institution. Uh, it takes 10 seconds to look up, so there's absolutely no way it was a mistake. And it was written by their health correspondent yeah. who should have better knowledge yeah. on, on what's going on. Yeah, so there's clearly an agenda. There was clearly a bias there and that's what's being fed to the public and i think that's what creates this sort of narrative and and makes sure ensures that the public don't really have an idea of what's going on if if your the major news outlet in the country is is not sort of portraying the strikes to what they are um and it's just portraying what stephen barkley's trying to say in terms of oh we're trying to get to negotiate we're trying to negotiate with them but mm. they want to talk what is someone supposed to think yeah, and I, I think what it does is, yeah, it creates that confusion. I think possibly with a lot of the other strikes, uh, it was trying to get the public against the strikes. But I think after the the nurses' strikes, um, the the government are potentially a bit scared that um, if they try and turn the public against the junior doctors, actually what will happen is that the public will turn further against the government. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, in other news, yeah. what's happened since we last released our episode was about the uh, the pay rise that other healthcare professionals took. 
Yeah, so it was the um, other strikes for nurses and ambulance workers and a 5% pay rise was offered uh, to NHS staff. Um, and it's been said that the unions are recommending the members to back the deal. Um, and this is, comes after two weeks of negotiations. Um, and so we'll see where that happens. Steve Barkley once again has said it's a fair pay rise, in, in a quote, unquote. And um, I hugely admire the incredible work of the NHS staff. I look forward to continuing our work together to make NHS a better place to work. Um, so uh, the, the unions represented were the nurses, ambulance staff, physiotherapists, midwives and um, support staff which include cleaners and porters so uh, what what do you think of this um i think that they potentially should have held out for more Mm. would be would be my uh feeling i think going into being f1 in in five months or, or less than even we've got april uh april may june july yeah so we've got four months, really, until yeah. we start being F1 doctors. And I would be disappointed if the seven days' worth of strikes had resulted in just a 5% yeah. pay rise. Because yeah. if you think if the this, the figure that's commonly quoted is doctors being paid £14 an hour, that's only going to up that to £14.70. Yeah. If you look at what you're actually earning, when that's 20% tax, that's... 50 55 56p an hour mm. more that you're earning across the course of the the month it's it's not much yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean the royal college of nursing um have said that they've they entered negotiations and they got um an offer of five percent and i think now the members will have to vote on that um yeah uh i, I don't know do you feel like it will be supported from what you've read the thing is, once again, I, I feel like I live on a bu- I live in a bubble on Twitter and, and, and Instagram and social media. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've been seeing, a lot of people have been recommending to vote against it because five percent. Well, like you said, it's it's five percent. It sounds like it's a lot, um, but in the context of what's been happening over the years and the way pay has been eroded, it's it really isn't that much. Um, and and once again, I feel like if I was in that position, I'd feel a bit disappointed with with the five percent pay rise. And um, because once again it's not as much and the government probably winning this because they're probably saying, Oh, look, um, we gave 5% to all these workers and now why can't junior doctors, um, sort of get the same. Uh, they're so unreasonable. They want 35%. Whereas, you know, these, these professions have accepted a 5% pay rise. So I think it works against junior doctors as well. Um, but from the other professions perspectives, um, I, I've seen a lot of voices, um, prominent voices in, in the social media space, sort of recommending members to turn this down. Yeah, I, I think also what I'm with all of these pay negotiations, what I'm struggling with is that the Secretary of State, particularly with uh, Steve Barclay, doesn't mm. have any direct healthcare experience. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I don't know, maybe that would bias them more towards doctors and uh, doctors and nurses, and that's what I want. And probably subconsciously, that that is the case. That that's that that would be nice. But it is disappointing that the, the health secretary never seems to have experience of working or not never seems to because i'm sure there have been cases but doesn't in this case seem to have experience of working in healthcare yeah um and these people get given these roles and maybe there isn't a kind of passion behind it yeah people who would who are doctors or or nurses and would go into the role as an mp would be have a lot of passion behind the role so that's something that um I, I guess to be fair, I guess that's the same for most things in life, right? Like, I guess we can't really speak as much because 
uh, we, we, we're, not, we're not working yet. We're not junior doctors yet, but we have yeah. observed the environment um, in hospital, whereas it's it's difficult to picture that if you've never seen it before, never experienced it. And exactly. I think, yeah, like someone like Steve Barkley hasn't had that experience. So um, although we haven't had the full experience, we've observed it to some extent. Um, whereas I don't think he really truly understands what the life of a junior doctor is like and um, how people are living. People are uploading their paychecks on social media and saying how they're meant to live uh, on this paycheck with the hours they work with rent going up. It's it's not sustainable. And so I, I think he truly doesn't understand um, the gravity of, of the situation. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I think also another relevant thing that we've come across is about uh, what's happened in the budget, isn't it? And about the pensions limit. Mm. So chancellor jeremy hunt one of the previous uh health secretaries who was health secretary when the last junior doctor strikes happened has changed the pension limit which hopefully i mean in part was potentially addressed at consultants and consultants retiring early or cutting their hours because they were uh kind of being financially punished for the work they carried out so what's happened is that the annual allowance for money being placed into your pension has been raised from forty to sixty thousand, and the um, there's another form uh, which Medics Money explained really really well. So I'd, I'd kind of I'd have a listen to their newest episode uh, if you want to. Um, is another form so if you retire or you've taken money out of your pension you can only put a certain amount back in and that's been raised from four grand a year to ten grand a mm. year and what it's also meant is that the in total lump sum has also been been raised so you can put more total money kind of a total amount in your pension pot mm. without being uh, without being taxed mm-hmm. on it yeah yeah it's one of the things that people always say about the nhs isn't it it's that it has a good pension and i feel like um although this is positive news it's, it's, it's something which is sort of floated into the into the public as as to a reason that you know doctors shouldn't be complaining and everything so oh, you've got a good pension you've got this yeah um so i mean it's, it's good news it's good news and i think then what happens now is if we're thinking about the number of different routes that could go down either the dispute could be resolved early mm uh through meetings yeah uh or the strikes go ahead and then meetings happened after the strikes uh all what happens is there are continual rounds of strikes and yeah i think that that's something that that no one really wants Once, yeah. but doctors are feeling that they're forced into that position in order to uh gain a stronger negotiating position because they're being undervalued well there's 15 16 days now till till the 11th of april so there is time for negotiations and definitely I'm, I'm sure a lot will happen in the next three weeks or so two two and a half weeks um it'll be interesting to see how negotiations play out and um it seems that the, rightly the bma is is sticking to to their position and strong in negotiations um with um the health secretary so we'll see we'll keep an eye on that but if not you're right like the, these strikes will go ahead and and, and cause further disruption and I, you guess you wonder uh, when sort of the government w- will begin to realize yeah definitely and we're really interested to hear your thoughts particularly on the longer strike and the strikes continuing and whether uh, what will have to be done in order to stop these strikes and um, yeah we'd really appreciate reaching out and uh, hearing your thoughts and uh, feelings on the strikes that have already happened uh, your feelings about a new longer strike and how long you think the strikes are going to go on for yeah i guess one more thing is this just to say thank you to all the consultants who stepped up um 
during the strikes and um, I was seeing a lot of things on social media once again and doing things that they've never done in, an, in a while and it must have been tricky with the lack of staffing so um, just just thank you. For and there was a lot of support from consultants on um, with junior doctors on picket lines bringing out pizzas or cakes or coffees for yeah. junior doctors which uh, definitely didn't go uh, unappreciated. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, once again, thank you very much for listening. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much for listening. Please leave us a like, give us a rating and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use. We'll speak soon.